podcast. My name is Gabe Velasquez, and I'm one of the pastors here at Harvest. In this podcast, we're going to be looking at the book of Revelation, chapters 4 and 5. And the session title is Let Them Worship. Our title today will be Let Us Worship. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a worship service that caused your mind to be blown away? Your heart starts to race, your eyes tear up, and even the hair on the back of your neck starts to stand, and you just knew that Jesus was in that place next to you. Those are the moments in life that we never want to end, right? When you feel connected to heaven, the only one that matters to you is Jesus. Man, I want to talk to you about Jesus. I want to challenge you. I want to exhort you to be a true worshiper of him. Do you love to worship the Lord? If not, A.W. Tozer says this. He says, any man on this earth who is bored or turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. Are you ready for heaven? In these next two chapters in this podcast, we're going to be entering heaven's throne room, and we're going to witness the greatest worship service ever. In chapter 4, John is having that moment. Chapter 4, verse 1 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. After what? You remember the outline in chapter 1, verse 19? It says, Write these things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. After church history, at this moment, the church is raptured. The church is nowhere to be found in Revelation 4 through 19, and not mentioned again in this book till the Lord comes back in the second coming with his church. The door, when he says that in verse 1, he says, Behold, a door standing open. Does that remind you of a door that Pastor Greg spoke about last week? Revelation 3.20, Jesus said this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Verse 2, immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one who sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in the appearance like an emerald. Verse 4, around the throne there were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Verse 7, the first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Verse 9, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. This is incredible. 
I love worship. I love talking about worship. I've been a part of some incredible worship services over the years. And I remember the first time I really experienced worship in a church service was the first time I came to Harvest. It was in the early to mid-90s, and I'm just out of high school. It was a Sunday night, and I dragged a buddy of mine with me. Everyone told us we have to leave early, get there on time. Well, I thought we were on time, but because of the traffic getting into the church, it took us a while to park. Well, we finally did, and we were parked in the very back parking lot. We got out of the car, and I heard the music. It was different than the church music I was used to. See, I attended a small Lutheran church in Fontana where our worship team was one lady on an organ and about a 25-member choir. The prerequisite to be in the choir was you had to be 75 years or older. I love music. So we ran to the sanctuary. The music got louder. When we got to the doors, we were escorted to the balcony because there were so many people there. It was incredible. I had a smile on my face. I think it lasted a week singing as loud as I could with the band. My hands were clapping, then my hands were in the air, and then the music stopped. The preacher walked out, and it was Pastor Greg. That voice, the voice on the radio appeared in human form. It changed my life forever. He opened up the Word of God, and it was alive. I heard it like it was the first time. It spoke to me. It healed me. It saved me. I fell in love with Jesus, and I worshiped Him even more at that moment. I felt like I was so close to heaven. Have you ever experienced this? What John witnessed was the greatest worship service of all time, the one that never stops, a service that is absolutely unparalleled to anything you or I have ever seen or imagined. In Revelation 5, it continues. We'll start with verse 8. Now, when he, Jesus, had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Verse 11, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. In verse 14, then four living creatures said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. In the previous chapter, John is caught up in chapter 4 and sees God, the one sitting on the throne. John's only description of God is color, the jasper stone, clear as crystal, like a diamond, and the sardius stone, like a ruby, a beautiful red. These colors are significant. The jasper stone might refer to the purity of God, and the sardius stone to his redemptive purpose or the redemptive blood of Jesus. The imagery in these chapters are incredible. Do you want to worship like this? I sure do. I can't wait. In heaven, not only will you see God or the creatures and the angels, but millions upon millions of the redeemed singing a song to the Father. Men, you have a song in your heart. You don't need a stage or an instrument to worship. 
You can worship the Lord any place at any time because he's spirit. Remember what Jesus told the woman at the well in John chapter 4? Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I love that. In verse 23, the Father is seeking such to worship him. Are you seeking him? I love what Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says. Verse 9 says, Therefore God also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to glory of God the Father. Jesus, the name above every name. Let's talk about our focus for a minute. Some think the focus of the church ought to be evangelism or, or outreach. That's who we are, right? We are blessed to have one of the greatest evangelists of all time as our pastor. We see people saved every week at our church. And at our Harvest Crusades, we see thousands of people saved. But before Pastor Greg's an evangelist, he's a worshiper. I see him every week in the front row with his hands in the air singing to Jesus. Remember Isaiah? He became an evangelist after he was inspired by a worship service. In Isaiah 6... He said, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then in verse 8, Isaiah said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. So powerful. We can say send me only after we've become worshipers. While others will say, no, the primary important thing the church ought to be involved in or focused on is discipleship teaching or training. Well, that's important, but it's still not the highest priority. Men, our focus should be upreach a relationship of love and worship and prayer to him. Everything, outreach, inreach, the body of Christ comes, stems from a relationship of upreach or worship to the Lord. Martha knew this very well. She thought, I'm going to be busy doing his work. And Jesus sort of reproved her. And he said, Martha, you're so busy about so many things and are so distracted by serving. Mary has chosen the better. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus at the feet of Jesus. In Norway, there is a sculpture by a very famous artist named Thors Walden. Thors Walden built a life-size statue of the Lord Jesus. He's in a robe with a hood over his head, and he's hunched over, sitting on a rock in such a way that you see his body, you see him robed and hooded, and there's a sign next to it that says this, if you desire to see the face of Jesus, you must sit at his feet. So if you get down and sit at his feet and look up, you can see his face. Guys, that's what we need to do. We need to sit at the feet of Jesus. Psalm 95, 6 and 7 says this, Oh, come let us worship and bow down. 
Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. What's holding you back from sitting at the feet of Jesus? What if, think about this, what if we, the men of the church, we sat down daily at the feet of Jesus? Not just the men at Harvest Christian Fellowship, but the men of the church as a whole. Can you imagine? He stands at the door. Open it. Let him in. Worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This book, this service in heaven is all about Jesus, the one who was and is and is to come. John gave us a glimpse of what's happening right now in heaven. Let's live a life of worship on earth as we prepare our hearts for heaven. I'd like to end with the lyrics to one of my favorite songs. It's about the name above every name. It's about Jesus. It says this, Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring the praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is worthy to be praised. Men, heaven is so close. Prepare yourself and your family to be part of this worship service. Pastor Greg says heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Are you ready for heaven? then let's live and lead a life of worship to Jesus. Every day, every chance we get, let's sit at his feet and worship. Well, guys, that concludes my podcast for this study. And I want to update you guys on some events coming up. March 6th, we have our men's prayer breakfast. It's from 8 o'clock to 9.30 at both campuses, Orange County and Riverside. And the next big event that we have coming up, it's our men's conference. It's May 14th and 15th. That's going to be incredible. Our speakers are Pastor Greg, Daryl Strawberry, Levi Lusco, and Michael Franzese. You will not want to miss that. But start praying who to bring. And as we have the opportunity to set our sights on what God has for us as men, I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. Guys, God bless you. Love you. We'll see you soon.